Day three of training camp started, and the Jacksonville Jaguars once again showed a little bit of resiliency. I'll tell you about all of that in just a second here on Locked on Jaguars. You are Locked on Jaguars, your daily Jacksonville Jaguars podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What up, y'all? Thanks once again for joining me here on the Locked On Jaguars podcast. I am Tony Wiggins, the host of the Locked On Jaguars podcast, where it's your team every day. And we thank you for making us your first listen. We also are available on YouTube for free. You can subscribe for free. Make sure you check it out. Hit the bell for notifications of when we drop another episode. Hit that like button and drop some comments also. And wherever you get your podcast. If you listen to audio podcasts, make, just make sure you tap in every single day to make sure you don't miss an episode of the show. Shout out to the everydayers that join us every single day here on Locked on Jaguars. That's why we call you everydayers. And if it's your first time, you're not an everyday, you're more than welcome to be one. Just come back every day. Once again, that's why we call it everydayers. We're going to talk about the offensive line play, the receivers coming back and making what I believe is a big, big leap in terms of showing their resiliency. I told everybody yesterday, I said, man, y'all don't worry. These guys had a hard day. The receivers and the tight ends had a real hard day yesterday. And all of a sudden now, just like I told you, they're working it out. It's like a good choreography. You're going to see them bounce back. I like the resiliency. I like the fact that before we get to the offensive line play, I like the fact that those guys said, you know what? We had a tough day. Let's do something about it. And it seems like that's what they did. And we'll discuss that here in segment two. But first, you got to guard the king. I think in the show Game of Thrones, they called it the king's guard, right? You have to guard the king. The king being Trevor Lawrence. He won't, he won't call himself that. He won't refer to himself as that because he's so humble and so nice. But I will tell you this, he's a king to a whole bunch of people around here in Jacksonville. And the last thing you want him to do is to be running for his life and not being able to operate in a clean pocket. So a lot of the talk has been, what are they going to do? How are they going to start? All of this is because Cam Robinson, well, first, because they moved on from Juwan Taylor, then they found out that Cam Robinson was going to receive a suspension. And then they drafted a first round player in Anton Harrison to play right tackle and Walker Little was now a guy who was thought to be going was thought to going to play either right tackle or left guard now he's going to start at left tackle for the start of the season for the first four weeks while Cam is suspended and then the Jaguars are going to bring Cam Robinson back with a 22 million dollar cap hit everybody and their brother is like all right, so what does this mean for the offensive line? What does this mean for uh, Walker Little? What does this mean for Cam Robinson? I say find a way to uh, get through it the first four weeks. If if Ben Barch was healthy, you'd see Ben Barch at left guard, Walker Little at left tackle. And then when Cam Robinson came back, depending on how things were going with the chemistry, like if it's going really, really well, and Walker Little is playing lights out, 
I don't know what they would have done. Maybe they would have tried to move Cam Robinson to a team that had an injury or something, or maybe they keep him at, you know, keep him at depth, or maybe they do whatever they're going to do anyway, regardless, because Ben Bosch might be back at some point, you know, six, seven weeks into the season, and they'll still have this problem going on. But the continuity of the offensive line is extremely important. But they did take time in camp to show you what it's going to look like the first couple of days without the benefit of Cam Robinson. And then today they, you know, they showed you a little bit of what it would look like with Cam Robinson and Walker Little at guard. Now, I'm not giving away any trade secrets here because Doug Peterson said that's what they were going to do. So all they actually did today was exactly what they promised that they were going to do. And that is they were going to take a look at Cam Robinson. They were absolutely going to take a look and see um, what he was about, what he was going to do, how he was going to do it. And uh, so far, so good. Um, this is a good problem to have, a very good problem to have. Uh, the fact that they have depth, the fact that they are going to have different looks, um, it's, it's just something that, that had to be done. And, I, I, and I'm telling you, it's a good thing. It's a good thing that they're thinking forward, they're thinking ahead, they're giving you a glimpse of what it would look like because it won't look or it won't be uh, a foreign issue uh, when this uh, happens or when it has to happen during the season. So even if it starts off a little rocky, what everyone is going to notice, what everyone is going to notice is if it starts off a little rocky and they play hard, what's going to end up happening is they are going to have an opportunity and a chance to at least say, well, we know what it's going to look like and we know what's what's going to happen later on down the line. So, yeah, that's what it is, man. You know, we got to look at it today. I think the flexibility is a good thing. All good teams, I'm sorry about the distraction, all good teams are flexible. All good teams have at least seven or eight guys that, um, that they can look at. All good teams have uh, – reserves and guys that can come in and play in a pinch some some teams have veteran guys so the jaguars have actually added like josh wells who was here before and i know some of y'all are saying josh wells was here when my kid that's grown now and has his own tickets josh wells was here when he was a baby or when he was a teenager and you would not be wrong josh wells is, a, is the type of dude somebody told me something today that they know someone who was in camp with the steelers and at some point over the last year or two, um, Mike Tomlin, Mike Tomlin came into the meeting room and goes, we need we need to go out and find us a couple of offensive linemen. And I want those offensive linemen to be veterans because we get in these protections. Those are our depth guys. I don't want to have to explain everything to them. I don't want to have to uh, break it down to them and, and try to understand, protect. I want guys, even if they're a little bit older, who we can plug and play, and those guys will immediately understand the protections, understand every single thing that's going on, and they'll really, really know how they want to move, how how we want to move. And a lot of coaches think like that. A lot of coaches really, really do think like that. Like we got guys that we're trying to develop. Make sure you get some guys that can play in a pinch and then can move around a little bit. So if you notice, I've noticed this not only with the offensive line. I've noticed this with. The running backs and I've noticed is with the tight ends. Those positions used to be those backup spots used to almost look like throwaway spots. 
that's not the case anymore. They got guys that want to play and they're chomping at the bit to get out there and show and prove. And I really do like that about this new regime. And I think we'll talk about that a little bit more. I love the fact that they have guys and they have people that they have a package for. Not like just throwing throwing anything against the wall and see what sticks. They actually have a package for certain guys. And they're going to use them with those packages. They know specifically. Bill Belichick was a master at this. They know specifically what they want to do with certain people and what they'll do. So it's not like they're just going to stick a guy in and say, just hope he, hope he does right. No. When a guy comes in, they know what plays to run. They know what he can do and what he can't. And I think that's a sign of having a very good structure in your program. We'll talk more about that and more about something that the wide receivers did today that really made me smile and made me happy. We'll do all of that in just a second here on Locked On Jaguars. I have to let you know that our partners at eBay have teamed up with Locked On Fantasy Football host Vinny Iyer to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week, all season long. Whether you're prepping for a draft or scout the waiver wire, every week we're going to provide you players that are guaranteed to fit on your roster. So with draft prep underway in the upcoming season, let's see who Vinny has picked out for us on this week's eBay's Guaranteed Fit Fantasy Picks of the Week. I'm going to go with the hometown kid and Trevor Lawrence because we're in the top tier of quarterbacks is off the board in fantasy football drafts in 2023. There's another line of luxury passers and runners who are guaranteed to fit your starting lineups every week. Driving a sleeker Jacksonville offensive line and an offense that now features wide receiver Calvin Ridley. Trevor Lawrence has five scoring, has top five scoring upside as a QB1. Expect Lawrence to Keep living up to his immense arm and athletic talent and cruise to production that builds off his hot finish to last season. Now, Vinny Iyer from Locked On Fantasy Football is going to help you win your fantasy championship. And eBay Motors knows the championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. Same with your vehicle. With eBay guaranteed fit and over 122 million parts and accessories for your vehicle, you heard me, right at your fingertips, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Air filters, brakes, batteries, taillights, alternators, shocks, struts. You name it, eBay Motors has it, and they'll make sure it's the right fit for your car because eBay Guaranteed Fit helps you understand exactly what part you need for your vehicle the first time. So go forth, switch gears, crank the AC, and say goodbye to sweating if, you, if your ride needs a little fixing up because now you know you'll be set up for success from the get-go with ebay guaranteed fit everything for your vehicle is calling for it is just a click away that's right for the first for the best parts and accessories that fit your vehicle just look at the for the green check mark get the right parts the right fit and the right prices at ebaymotors.com let's ride ebay guaranteed fit only available to u.s customers eligible items only exclusions apply Okay, man, rolling along here, locked on Jaguars as I would say the week ended for training camp, but they practice on the weekend. So there is no end of the week. You know, there's no Friday for these guys. There is no weekend, right? They're in training camp. It's like being in boot camp. So, you know, while you may, may be saying TGIF, we may be like me drinking a little bit of iced tea. Um the Jaguar players aren't doing that. They're all, they're probably in the film room right now, probably soaking up in an ice tub somewhere, getting ready for practice tomorrow. So the wide receivers, 
I've used the wide receivers, the depth at wide receiver, and the depth at tight end, and I've correlated the tight ends with the offensive linemen because I really used to feel like the Jaguars struggled to find five good offensive linemen. So I know that they didn't have seven or eight, right? I do. I think they have seven or eight now. I really do like some of these guys that they have on this roster. I'm going to go through it here a little bit. I want to see what Cole Van Lannon does um, uh, with another, with a whole full year of training camp. Of course, Josh Wells is out there. I, de- I just want to see what some of these guys, I want to see what some of the young guys do. Samuel Jackson. No, not that Sam Jackson. Not, you got to be kidding me. You mu-. No, I ain't going to say it. Not that Sam Jackson, the rookie out of Central Florida, 6'6", 325, number 62. They are big, man. Of course, every team boasts big offensive line, but the Jaguars are huge across their offensive line. So the wide receiver position and a tight end position is the same way. Mark my word, there will be three or four wide receivers that don't make the Jaguars roster that will make somebody's roster across the NFL. There will be two or three tight ends that don't make the Jaguars roster that are going to make people's 53 around the league. That is just my opinion. I think they've done a really, really good job with those guys. The talk of the day was tight end Garrett Prince. Garrett Prince is a second-year player out of UAB. Of course, he played over there with, with uh, Jordan Smith, who's, who's also fighting on the edge. Garrett Prince, 6'5", 241, it turns out that Evan Ingram apparently told the coaching staff that that dude was in there getting it in every day. I've talked about Luke Farrell looking good, looking looking like he's more used to what the NFL is all about. Brenton Strange has looked the part. You know, people were saying that he was overdrafted or whatever, but here's what I will tell you about Brenton Strange. He has not looked like he does not belong. He has not looked like he does not belong. He has not looked like a guy you go, why'd they pick him in the second round? He has not looked like that, I'm telling you. The kid looks big, he's smooth, he's athletic. Uh, everything comes to him easily. He's instinctive. I think he can block. I think he can catch. I think he's a tough guy. Um, so he's he's looked really good. And everybody know how I feel about my man, Samus Reyes. Samus Reyes is a unit, man. I jokingly told Gene Frenette, if I was built like Samus Reyes, I probably wouldn't be playing football. I'd be walking on a beach in Brazil somewhere just without my shirt on and just taking whatever comes. And, you know, you know what I mean? You know, Uh, I'd be really, probably really, really enjoying myself. So um, I I think they're going to find a place for him. So if I'm looking, of course, Evan Ingram, they're paying a bunch of money. So you got Ingram, Strange, Prince, Farrell and Reyes. That's five people. They only got six listed on a depth chart. Of course, Leonard Taylor's probably the odd man out, rookie from Cincinnati. You know Ingram and Strange are going to make the team. This is going to come down to Garrett Prince, Luke Farrell, and Samus Reyes. One of those guys, if the Jaguars keep four tight ends, one of those guys is going to be gone. Could it be Luke Farrell? Maybe. Maybe. Maybe they keep the other two young guys. 
could they do they think they could hide Luke Farrell on the practice squad? Perhaps they could do that. But I talk a lot about the fact that Garrett Prince had a good day catching everything in sight. So did Evan Ingram, who had some drops yesterday. You look at the receiver group, so did Calvin Ridley, who had a drop uh, yesterday, and the rest of those wide receivers. See, here's what happens. This is why I tell y'all to not worry and to not overreact about training camp. I think those guys took it personally yesterday that they did not have their best day. And it shows you their mindset, and it shows you what this team is, and it shows you who they are. Ain't no time to get down. We're going to go ahead and catch everything. Parker Washington, Zay Jones. We're going to catch it all. Kevin Austin. Some of these guys that I'm pointing out, and I'm telling you, man, they're going to make somebody's team because these guys look good. Oliver Martin looks pretty good. You know, he's been doing some stuff, some work on the side a little bit. But to me, he's been doing really well. Elijah Cooks, big, tall receiver from San Jose State. Jare Jenkins, another tall, long receiver. All of the guys, all of the young rookies that they bought in, with the exception of Parker Washington, who's listed at 5'10", 204, he looks like a running back. All of these guys are big, so I think they went out of their way to make sure that they brought in some big guys. The three rookies outside of Parker Washington go, all go 6'4", 6'2", 6'1". To maybe add an element to this team that they don't have, and that's what I mean when I say this coaching staff has a habit of finding people that do certain things and then not trying to force a square peg into a round hole, what they do is say, okay, what does he do? And I'm not even mentioning, uh, I'm going to call him Baby Peterson, Doug's son. Somebody asked him if he was, the, I think somebody asked him if he was going to spy on people or something. Yeah, man, um, I'm just worried that if I call him Baby Doug, that, that Doug will get pissed or that, that he'll get pissed because I ain't calling uh, Baby Doug or Baby Peterson his name. Don't take it personal. My son's name is Dion, and my other son's name Andre. My nickname is Amp. I got people that see them and go Lil Amp. They call them Lil Amp, and they, and they love it because that's, you know, I'm their pop, so they don't get upset about it. Mike Caldwell spoke to the media today, and amongst other things that was said by him, he says Trayvon is more confident. Is that a good thing or a bad thing when someone says that you're more confident? Does that mean you lack confidence? I'll give you the answer in just a second here on Locked on Jaguars. All right. Third and final segment, I would say for the week, but I might give a bonus episode. It depends on if something happens or does not happen. But just a quick recap of today's first two segments. The flexibility on our offensive line was in full display as Walker Little moved inside the guard and Cam Robinson played a little left tackle just like they said he would. Also, the wide receivers and tight ends had a bounce back and a new name was, was, was brought up uh, with guys who looked good and were playing really well. That is Garrett Prince. That's, that's a good thing. And now Trayvon Walker, Trayvon Walker being more con. I didn't think Trayvon lacked confidence. And I don't know if, um, if coach Caldwell meant that he lacked confidence, like in his own ability. 
maybe he's more confident in his understanding of what his responsibilities are. That's what I think it is. I think he's playing with more confidence and, and, and practicing with more surety because he fully understands exactly what's expected of him and what they want him to do. Sometimes when you're a rookie, you're out there running around. I remember the first few times Fred Taylor got the ball, he was running up the back of the fullback. He's just running into just running in the pile. And then things seemed to slow down for him. And now he, that little thing that Joe Mixigan and Le'Veon Bell did, and everybody thinks Le'Veon Bell invented it, and all those jump cuts and that patience, that was Fred Taylor all day. It takes time for these young players to get in that kind of a mode that they're going to do. Shout out to Trayvon's mom, Mama Walker. You listen to the show every single day, and I'm glad. Thank you. Hello. Really nice people, by the way. Papa Walker, you too. Don't think that I'm singling my mouth. I don't want no smoke. Um, I, I almost told y'all the story that happened in the barbershop today. I'm, okay, I will. Dude's about 40. His mom's like 65. Brought him some lunch today. There's a client in there who's a clown, right? He's just always joking. He's like 65. And he's gonna, if he listens, he's gonna get mad because he ain't really 65. He's like 62. He told the dude, he said, man, why won't your mama call me back? The dude was like, what? He said, I gave your mama my number and she won't call me back. He said, man, my mama ain't trying to call you. He said, you grown. You 40 years old. You ain't, there ain't none of your business. He said, well, wait till your niece or your daughter or somebody comes in here. I'm going to say something to them. He says, no, you won't because they all dead. I ain't got no family. And it's just like there's no coming back from that, right? So that's why I, I had to tell you all that today because it's like, how you 40 years old and somebody's still trying to hit on your mom? And he's only doing it just to get on your nerves, right? So I said all that to say this. I don't want no smoke, Papa Walker. It's all good. I just know Mama Walker listens to the show all the time, and I've been told that. So that's it. Shout out to Trayvon and his family. They're real good people from up in Georgia. I might be related to them jokers because they're from the country, and I got a lot of relatives up in the country in Georgia. But anyway... His confidence level, I never thought he he, he was unsure of himself. I, I, it might be that he may have been unsure of what it was he was supposed to be doing. And maybe he thought he was doing more. But y'all remember that question I asked him? Uh, I interviewed him on the field and I said, Trayvon, sometimes he feel like just abandoning the scheme and just going out there and playing instinctively. He, said, he interrupted me. He said, I ain't never abandoning the scheme. Because I want my job. Don't y'all love hearing that? Don't y'all love hearing that? Now, we've seen in the past where somebody I like, Jalen, didn't do that. Jalen thought he was supposed to be doing something else because he thought the scheme wasn't cool. He was probably right, but he was wrong. And I'll tell you why he was wrong. Because whether or not what they're asking you to do is the right thing, you damn sure ain't going to get any success not doing what they ask you to do and doing something else. Even if you're right, now, now there's 10 other guys not doing what, if you even if you're doing the right thing, it's not what those other 10 guys are doing. So it's wrong whether you think it's right or not. So that's why I love Trayvon's answer. I love the fact that that's what he's going to do. But I tell you, he looks different. He's one of those dudes you look and you see and you go, that's what a number one pick is supposed to look like. I'd be real interested if you took Trayvon Walker 
Miles Garrett and put him through a contest like they used to do on TV, just an athletic, some kind of triathlete contest, whether it's weightlifting, running, jumping, playing basketball. And I know y'all don't see Miles Garrett doing all these crazy dunks. Trayvon Walker can do them too. And I'm telling you, you might not know the difference. Look at sack stats, you will. But I think Trayvon is on his way to fixing that this season, if I'm not mistaken. And based on the comments of defense coordinator Mike Caldwell, he probably believes it too. That might be, he says, now he did say this, we got to wait till we get the pads on. We got to wait till we start playing for real. But it looks like there's a kid that now understands and gets exactly what they're asking to do. Because remember, he was asked to do something totally different than what he was asked to do in college. Other guys that adapted to the NFL faster did what they did in college. He did not. Which begs me to wonder if you had switched places with maybe him and Aiden Hutchinson. Would Hutchinson have had nine sacks or nine and a half sacks like he did? And I'm not taking anything away from that kid because he also had a couple of interceptions. Just sometimes coaches always tell me, it's about what coaches are asking you to do. It's also about team success. I take Trayvon's team success over not making the playoffs. I'll tell you that. And I said that last year, so this should be nothing new to anybody because I said all will be forgiven if one guy wins. And another guy has stats and he doesn't win, nobody will care. But I do think Detroit does care. I think the people did care. I think he had a good season. And uh, I think it's something we need to watch. Drafts can only be judged, in my opinion, as the years go on. And I think this is a critical year uh, for Trayvon Walker to really show why he was the number one overall pick. Make sure you watch Locked On NFL, man. We do a really good job every single day putting that show out. Locked On NFL, it's a national show without focus on one team like I do here with you guys because it's your team here, your team every day here on Locked On Jaguars. However, the national show is about everything going around, all the musings from around the NFL, and we do – a real good job working on that. I'm on Wednesday show with James Rapine, by the way, but make sure you look at it every single day, wherever you get your podcast, and it's free on YouTube as well on the Locked On NFL podcast on YouTube. All right, have a good weekend. Take care. Uh, if there's something that goes on that is out of the ordinary or above the norm, I will make sure I put something out for you guys this weekend. But until then, I'll be back Monday, and hopefully you will too. Take care of yourself, and thanks for tuning in to Locked On Jaguar.